Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 129. We are here with Doug Krinsky today. And if you want to sell more, give more. Doug, welcome to the show. Pete, I'm happy to be here. Thank you very, very much. I love being on your show. And and we're going to do what we're supposed to do. But guess what I forgot to do? I forgot to pay the bills. Let me pay the bills real quick. Thank you for catching me, Chris, when I am messing up. Sell a million. 101 Ways to Sell More Mattresses and Furniture. If you haven't gotten your copy, grab your copy now. And I'd like to thank Steve Hauk from the Mattress Industry Network Group for sponsoring this episode and all of our episodes. Over 2,000 strong. If you are in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. It is a group for everybody in the industry run by retailers. It is a great group, over 2,000 strong. If you want to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry, this is the group for you. Just hit that, scan that uh, that code there, join the group, tell them Pete sent you, and let's get rolling. Doug, I want to thank you for being on the show and thank you for everything that you've done in our industry over 40 years. and. Still kicking around. You've been an executive with Serta and Rastonic, and and you're currently with Brooklyn Ben. But th- all of that and all of your successes and, and your sales manager of the year awards and your executive you, you know awards and your awards for selling lots and lots of mattresses pale in comparison to what you do for uh, for autism. And and I want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, Pete, I appreciate you saying that. And we have very, very similar backgrounds, which people may not know, but um, we've both been executives. We've both done a, a bunch of stuff in the industry, but it truly, truly humbles me um, for the event that we do. And I know that's what we're here to talk about and then how it sort of relates to furniture and mattresses. But when I donate the money to these charities that we raise the money for and you see parents come to you literally crying that, you know, this money helps my son learn how to speak or learn how to, play with other kids. I mean, it's very humbling to see that. So um, yeah, the give back piece on this has been phenomenal and it gets better every year. So I appreciate your kind words there. And I'm very humbled by the event that we do and um, the great things that the charities do. So it's great. Well, let's, um, I want to get into the selling aspect of you want to sell more, give more. And one of the things, hey, Steve, how are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm looking forward to winning the tournament this year. Yes, Steve, you came close last year, right? Not. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's your lucky year. Hey, Kyle. Hey, hey, guy from South Africa. I'm glad you guys are here. Love that you're here almost every week, unless there's some kind of a brownout or a blackout in South Africa. Um, you know, Doug, you have sold name brands and non-brands and up-and-coming brands and made uh, a brand into a bigger brand in your career. But I think at the end of the day, that customers are really buying us as human beings. And that's why I say, if you want to sell more, give more. Because when you feel good about yourself, you're a stronger salesperson. What say you? I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, that's 
you know, I, I just, again, I don't really push our, our event, our charity on people, but when people know about it, um, it's very gratifying. And I don't know, there just seems to be a little bit different twist to how they talk to you. It's just, they seem to feel better about talking to you and, and nothing against folks that don't bring it up when they talk to me, but um, it's just, I don't know, you get a different vibe from folks. And I just had one of my bigger accounts just inquire about the event this year for the first time. And, you know, I've never hit them up um, for sponsorship or come in to see what we're doing, but they found out about it. So it's just a, sort of a different vibe to the conversation now that, and again, everybody has their causes and their charities and their way of giving back, or if they're looking for something, you know, this would be a great way to do it if you'd like to, but you know, autism is near and dear to my heart. I know you have a personal connection to it too, but yeah. you know, when I started this with my wife 16 years ago, I, I sort of took a different approach toward, you know, this is my way of giving back. And this is really why I work hard is so I can either get time, my, you know, my employers would give me time to do this, or, you know, they would help me spread the word, or you'd get just, you know, great feedback about, you know, we love what you're doing there. And they love doing business with us. And, you know, there's no better supporter right now than my current company, which is 3Z Brands. You know, we do businesses, Brooklyn Bedding and Helix and a bunch of other brands. But, you know, John from the top down, you know, they love, you know, we're going to have 17 players from Brooklyn Bedding, you know, that division um, playing at our event this year. And they're spreading wow. word. I think um, there's a buyer from Amazon that's going to play with us this year. Um, through three Z brand, so I think you know the people that we do business when they find out about what I'm doing or what we're doing, they love it and they want to be a partner to it and they want to hear more about it. So for me, it's you know I do I think in my mind I sell more because you know I I give more I dedicate more time every year it seems to this effort this cause this event and you know again you can look at it two different ways does it pay off that way yeah. But that's not why I do it. I do it, as you know, 16 years ago, you know, we've both done well in this industry and my son will never be hurting for anything. And this is a way to give back because the parents and the kids that I see, and I just ran into an adult with a disability the other day, you know, his mother passed away and his father has not been around for 25 years. He's living on his own. And one of the ways he lives on his own is part of the support we give back to local charities. And, you know, I love hearing about that. He loves living by himself. and. You know, I love hearing these stories, seeing these stories and, you know, the ability to give back because I do sell more because I have partners that believe in what we're doing. Yeah. And and I think the most important part, you know, if, if someone looks at you differently and views you more optimistically because of that, then great. So be it. It's not the reason any of us do any of the things that we do. Um, I think the most important part is how do I see myself? And I think that if, if ever, as, a, as an RSA or as a sales rep, your sales aren't where you want them to be, you can look at all the mechanical stuff, but I would encourage you to take a deep, hard look at how you feel about yourself first. And that's tough to do sometimes, but do that first and then go to the mechanical stuff secondarily. And I think that you'll find success quicker uh, that way. Um, Doug, catch me up on what's going on with, uh, you've got some announcements, some late breakers, uh, with 
with the the event. It sounds like it's going to be a great event. <clears throat> it, it will be. Actually, just heard from uh, one of my co. I have eleven co-hosts that help me with the event, and one of them lives in Las Vegas. Her name's Karina Jett, and Karina just last night uh, texted me a couple of big names that have either donated or are playing in the event. So I just released it last night. Uh, but Phil Hellmuth, who poker players know Phil, he's the poker brat. Uh, everybody loves to hate him, but uh, Phil just donated $2,000. And I, I think it came out of, he just won his 17th World Series of Poker bracelet just last week. So I think he felt he wanted to do a little bit more giving back, which we love. Um, Phil typically comes to our event. Um, everybody probably recognizes him and knows him. I just put him in the press release last night, but, um, he is uh, a great guy. He comes to our event. He takes pictures with folks. I know everybody sort of gives him a bad rap because he's the poker brat. And, you know, some people may not like the way he plays poker, but I love Phil. Um, he comes to our event. He's always in a great mood. He'll put his arm around you. He'll take a picture with you. Um, he's great. Um, unfortunately, he can't come this year, so he donated. Uh, but uh, William Hung, who actually won last year's event, he's the guy that uh, sang the song She Bangs, She Bangs on American <laughs> Idol uh, way back. I think it was in season three. Um, he is entertaining as all get out. Um, Karina will walk around with the microphone at the event to all the celebrities and the poker players and interview everybody there. There's William right there. Um, and he'll sing the song at the event. He'll do it again this year, I'm sure. But he won last year um, in a big head-to-head -head battle, actually, with uh, Tim Delworth, our chief financial or chief um, um, executive officer at uh, 3Z Brands, uh, and sort of a head-to-head -head with the other guy right there, Chip Jet. There was three of them at the end. But William's great. Um, he won last year. He'll be back this year. He comes every year. And again, he'll take pictures with folks. Um, he'll sing with you if you want. Um, so he's coming back. Um, Norman Chad, who is one of the most um, world-renowned, I'll say, uh, World Series of Poker commentators, announcers at ESPN. Uh, Norman, you know, Norm comes every year, has a great time. Um, he, I put him on the same table as one of my sons, Eric, last year. He was gnawing at Eric. He was needling at Eric. Most of the time, Eric was on the table. Um, Eric got a kick out of it. He wasn't sure how serious Norm was. Uh, but he had a great time and Norm's great. Uh, but he's, you know, one of the big commentators on the World Series of Poker. Um, you know, we get other celebrities, we get other poker players. Uh, but these are the three, three, there you go, three latest guys to sign up to play. You can see Jeff Madsen, big poker player. Uh, Kenny James, another big one. Chip Jett, uh, Mary DeCarina. Uh, they come every year. Chip won a couple of years ago. Um, great with all the, what I'll call the furniture people. Um, any players that just walk in off the street that want to play and, and everybody, the public is invited to the event. So big names are coming, uh, more celebrities to come. Karina's working on more this week. Um, she does it last minute because a lot of them have other scheduled events that they can get out of last minute. So, um, you'll be hearing more about that, but those are the latest ones that just found out about last night. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing them and having fun with them. Awesome. If somebody is interested in donating, how do they, uh, what's the easiest way for them to do that? <clears throat> uh, best way, and I don't know if Chris can pull it up, but if you can pull up the website, the antiforautism.com. It's A-N-T-E, as you can see, kind of along the bottom there. Um, and you go, this is the, the main homepage here. You can go up to sponsorship and you look at the sponsorship guidelines. 
You can go over to player registration if you want to sign up to play. Um, and then further to the right, there's a donate button. So you can donate right there. Um, you can go on there and donate anything from maybe whatever you want to $25 up to, you know, thousands and thousands. If you want to be a sponsor, you can go right in there. You can donate or across the top there. And I think Chris will have that rolling. Uh, is my phone number and my email address. I answer all the emails. You can call me. You can email me. You know, you can look at the sponsorship guidelines online. Um, so, you know, there's multiple ways to get a hold of me to be a sponsor. Um, you know, at the event, we have banners on the walls um, of all the sponsors. I was just going through. I'll just show you one. Um, but I was just going through all the proofs this morning uh, for all the table felts. We put all the sponsors on the table felts. Yes, Pete, you will be on there. Um, so I appreciate your sponsorship as well every year. Um, so I proofed those this morning and hopefully we'll get the final proof later today. Uh, but we have seven table felts for all the sponsors from the final table sponsor who's uh, near and dear to you guys or to you, Betting Industries of America. Um, they're our final table sponsor. Liggett's our presenting sponsor. Um, they have their own tables. Uh, so we'll people put people at their tables. Um, they get to see all their branding when they're there. We have banners on the walls. Uh, we will also have, and I know I'm kind of getting off topic here, but I'll go off topic. So we have a souvenir chip every year for everybody that plays. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a new one this year, a little different color, a little different design. Um, so we have gifts for you. We have Autism Speaks pins that you get. Um, so there's table felts, banners. Um, you know, email me, call me, you know, go onto the website and just donate or sponsor there. So. Yes, that's, yes, Steve, that's a fax machine. It is not plugged in. Uh, I'm old school with all the filing cabinets behind me. Yes. So, yes. And, and Steve, by the way, you know, Doug, uh, Doug has Southern Ohio and Western PA. And yes, they do have fax machines there. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes. Sorry. Yes. I, I'm he very old school. Make an appearance. No, I will not because it's past my bedtime. But I heard, Steve, that you're going to actually be there. And I am so happy that you're going to be there and participate in. So thank you for supporting <coughs> um, the event, Steve. Well, Steve had but a good time I last will... year. He, he came on your nickel last year. He did, uh, but he, but he actually signed up and paid, and he's a paid participant. And I've assigned him to a table already, so awesome. Um, he'll have fun again this year, and I don't know if he's going to win, but there's a lot of people that want to win. We'll probably have 150 to 200 players. So good luck. That's all well, I'll say, Steve. If you do better than last year, that I mean, I think we got to take this like in a series of steps. <laughs> now watch, he'll win the whole thing and he'll replay this over and over again. He'll make something out of this and he'll uh, never let me live it down. So, uh, and I hope, I hope you do win brother. Um, so here's something that's a little bit interesting, you know, before by, I, by the way, Steve, this is what you're shooting for. This is the oh, Apollo jet is. grand champion glass cut trophy. So good luck. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, one of the interesting things that happens with events like this, Doug, is that we know people in a certain way. Me and you have been competitors for years. We get to know each other in a little bit different of, of a way. Um, 
you know, before I met um, Stu Carlitz and started to work for him and his family, you know, I heard all kinds of things. Tough. I'm bringing more money this time. Good for you, Steve. Good for you. Um, you know, how, how good of a businessman he is, but how tough he is. And, you know, I, I see Stu as a very smart business guy, but I see him as a big teddy bear with a, a heart as big as all of Montana. I mean, he really deeply cares about this event. You know, he does. He, he's been there since the beginning. I mean, there, there's a lot of folks that are co-hosts that have been there from the beginning, but Stu's one of the guys that, and I can't thank Stu enough. And now his sons are involved and, yeah. um, you know, it's just a great group of guys. You know, I know Steve, I've known Steve for a long time, goes back to the Serta days, but his yeah. group and Stu leading the charge, um, they've been so supportive. They get the word out. Um, I love Stu to death. I've never done business with Stu per se. Um, we kind of had a mutual interest for a while there when I was at Rastonic, but um, he's a great guy, you know, business-wise. I, I really don't know, but when I see his heart coming out front, and again, this year he stepped up. He's the $15,000 final table sponsor. You know, last year was 10000 He stepped up again this year. He's $15,000. Um, he knows the work that we're doing. He knows about the charities that we help. Um, he has a personal connection to the cause. Um, you know, I've met his sons. His sons are great. You know, I know Steve Carnes for a long time. He's great. You know, the whole group is just into it. They'll all be at the event. I love that. Um, even all of them don't play and I, and I get that, but they want to come support. Stu generally says a couple words. I'm sure he will again this year to the audience and the crowd. And, uh, you know, I just love Stu to death for what he does and what he stands for. And he's one of the good guys. And, you know, in a world of, you know, some are good, some are not so good. He's leading the charge. He's right up there up front with the good yeah. guys. So appreciate all yep. Stu does. Yep. Yep. Me too. Me too. And really been blessed to get to know him better in the last few years. Um, let's talk about business just a little bit and then circle back uh, to the event. Uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, business is even with last year. It's below even, but some guys are up despite. What would be your advice as a longtime veteran of the industry? Uh, you've seen a lot in your over 40 years, uh, Doug. You've seen uh, economic slow times before, and you've seen people collapse under the pressure, and you've seen people soar with the eagles. Uh, in spite of everything, uh, today and in years, years ago, what would your advice be to, to a retailer who's maybe not enjoying as much success as they'd like to? What would your advice be to them? You know, Pete, it's sort of an interesting question, but you know, my, when I talk to retailers now, my advice is you in the mattress world, you have to have a hybrid model, in my opinion. And by that, I mean, the traditional brands that you think of, the SSBs, the TSIs, whoever you like in that realm, I think you still need a recognizable brand that the consumer that you know is out there shopping, you know, brick and mortar stores that they can recognize one of those brands. But I, I think 
you know, part of the hybrid piece I speak of is you need a boxed bed line is how people look at it. You know, 3Z brands, I don't look at us as a, a box brand, um, but people look at us as a boxed bedding brand. Uh, and, and that's fine. To me, it's a logistics thing. But what's happening really in the last few years is, and I'll use our company as an example. So 3Z brands, <clears throat> you know, we have Brooklyn bedding, we have private label that's, you know, basically white goods with no labeling on it. We have Helix, we have Lisa, we have Nola, we have Bear. You know, there's Purple, Casper. There's a million what I'll call online box bedding brands. And I think the consumer right now, you know, all the research shows, they all research before they go shop. So they'll shop online and look. And, you know, they may shop specifically for mattresses online. And when they do that, they're going to see the, you know, the Helix, the Lisa, the Purple, the Casper, you know, the Nectar, the Dream Cloud, all those brands are going to run into. So I think as a brick and mortar retailer, you need to have a representation of those brands or a brand so that when a consumer comes in, you have a hybrid model. You have traditional, so to speak, and you have hybrid. So, you know, some of these hybrid boxed bed lines can help you drive traffic into your store. You know, a lot of these traditional brands can also do the same thing. So to me, I think you need a mixed bag of both. To what percentage? I'm not going to tell you, but I think you need a mix of both. It's evolving as we speak, in my opinion. Um, I, I see, you know, when I joined the Brooklyn betting team six and a half years ago, it was X. Today, it's different. You know, are there more beds being purchased online or through traditional retailers that have online brands? Yes, there are. There's no doubt about it. In COVID, you know, when it first started, people bought online because they couldn't get into brick and mortar. Now that they can, I think they're still willing to buy those online brands in brick and mortar. You know, 3Z Brands, as an example, wants to be placed into traditional brick and mortar stores because we know consumers shop brick and mortar. You know, whether it's 80%, 20%, you know, 75, 25, I don't know what the number is. I'm not sure there is a true number. But I know the consumer is shopping and they shop online and they look for those brands and they look for traditional brands. But to me, I'm old school like you. I think the customer needs to lay down on the bed before they buy the bed. So I'm very pleased that our company has joined that in, you know, our online brands are now available to place in brick and mortar because those consumers would love to lay down on a bed before they buy it. Now we're giving them the capability to be able to do that by going to, as an example, a Kokonis furniture that has Helix beds across the street, you know, Big Sandy. They have Purple and Casper, I believe, and, you know, some Nectar stuff. So, you know, I think it's good that the consumer has choice. Choice is good. And, you know, what's driving mattresses? I think choice, selection, and continue to advertise. You have to continue to keep your name out there and your voice out there. You have to be strategic, whether it's, you know, digital advertising on social media and a mix of traditional. You know, I still get flyers in the mail. I still get the direct mail pieces. I see TV. So I think you need to have a mix of media. But I think, you know, I think you need a hybrid. Again, I'm thinking mattresses right here. But I think you need a mixed right. bag of what brands, what lines you carry. And there's some people that just want private label in that. And that's OK, too. We offer that. You know, I know you have a mixed bag as well. You know, the box yeah. stuff serves its purpose. The, you know, traditional flat pack serves its purpose. But, 
you know, for a boxed bedding where everything we ship is boxed. Um, I don't look at us as box. That's just a logistics piece to me. You know, I right. think we're another brand like anybody else's floor. And I think you need a mix of that. Keep promoting, but you've got to mix in digital, social media. You've got to do that. And if you don't, you are missing the boat. You're missing business. And, you know, I look at RNA marketing. I, I think, okay. you know, RNA marketing, you know, when I talk to them about their customers, they're doing a mixed bag of media. They don't just do traditional direct mail like we used to do 25 years ago. It's changed. Right. You need to do mixed media and you need to have a mixed bag on your floor and, you know, get into social media and digital ads. Well, I am so glad that you bumped them over the head with the fact that they need to keep advertising and the fact that they need to be in social media. You know, sometimes we, uh, we as store owners, don't do a good enough job of separating our personal feelings from what our business needs are. Uh, you might hate a particular social media, but depending on who you who you are going after, who your audience is, where they spend their time, what social media they spend their time on, you might need to be on certain social media that you don't personally like. Just remember this, use social media to your advantage to benefit your store and don't get used by them. So that's just some advice. The other thing, Doug, that is really close to all of this and almost kind of ties some of it together is your website is more important than ever. You know, when we first got in the business, there were there were no websites to You're speak right. of, barely. Yep. It was just like a new thing. And some of the brands had websites, but retailers don't have websites. And, you know, the really great retailers of today who are having the most success, when you go to their website as a rep, and 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 listen, I know I get a lot of reps that tune into this, uh, if you don't spend a few hours a week on the uh, on your computer uh, looking at what your current dealers are doing with their websites and with social media and your prospects, you are really doing a disservice to yourself. You know, years and years ago, when me and Doug first started, like we were given county maps and like yellow pages. Go get them. And we had to go drive and go get them. Yep. Right, Doug? Yep, sure did. Now, what you could do if you are well caffeinated and motivated, get on your computer, you can knock out two weeks worth of work literally in an hour or two just by really using the tools that are there. Um your computer can be your best friend or your worst enemy. If you waste time on it, that's a waste of time. If you use it to get intel, to see where your dealers are going, to see how you can help them, what they might be missing, um, it's a great use of your time as a rep. And for you retailers out there, look at your competitors every day. So one of the best stores that I ever worked for uh, with, um, they assigned, they had 50 salespeople on the floor, 120,000 foot showroom, 
and multi, multi-million dollar year store. They could not go on the floor until they brought their checklist to the store manager. And that included a half an hour of uh, prospecting um, and understanding what's happening with their lines on. So for instance, Tempur-Pedic runs specials on their, um, on their websites to, to consumers. You need to know as an RSA what those specials are. You cannot be surprised by that. You need to know what that is. Uh, your competitors, your top three or four competitors that are within, you know, 20, 30 miles of you, you need to be on their websites every day to know what are they doing? What is their special finance offer? What are they discounting below what they should? Whatever it happens to be, it doesn't even matter what it is. The fact of the matter is we're in a whole different world, Doug. And, and, and the more that we adapt to it and accept the new reality and spend our time wisely, the more we're going to be rewarded. And if we want to sit there and stay stuck in the mud with what it used to be and say, I'm just going to keep running in those circles and do that, we're going to end up in a place we may not want to be. What say you? I see the wheels going. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I do, I shop retailers, but what's funny is, and I'm sure you know him, Roger Magowitz um, from the Cena Magowitz Foundation. It's kind of yep. funny. I sort of do competitive shopping on him to look at who his sponsors are for his Cena Magowitz Foundation for their big dinner coming up in Milwaukee in about a month and a half. So I, I sort of look at who his sponsors are and he and I talk, not regularly, but we talk pretty frequently. I don't want to infringe on who he's talking to. And I know he doesn't really necessarily want to infringe on mine. We have some of the same sponsors, but it's funny how that business mindset of shopping your competition kind of works in reverse for me for the, for the charity thing that I do, but it's within the furniture industry. And I don't want to compete with Roger for the same sponsor. So that's why I'm not a hard sell on going after, you know, all of his sponsors and he doesn't go after all my sponsors. But it's funny how, in my mind, I, I think, oh my gosh, I just don't want to compete. And, and I can think of one off the top of my head that he has as a big sponsor and I have as a little sponsor. And, and I'm not going to you know, push hard because I know he has them as a big sponsor. And I did actually have one sponsor say, well, I can either do them or you. And I, and I said, do them. So it's like, you know, you as a retailer, and, and this is, I, I totally agree with Pete. I shop retailers, not only ones that I sell that I don't sell, and I'm doing that actually as we speak before Vegas market. I want to under make sure I understand exactly who they are, what they're doing to the consumer, so I understand how I can help them. So absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more with what you just said, Pete. So I'm 100% behind that. So let's get back to um, the event. Where the dates laid all out. All right. Well, when is Saturday, July 29th? The time is 6.30. It is going to be at the South Point Poker Room. Um, and I know Chris had some pictures of it up before. We have a special lounge area that they put us in. So it's way down on Las Vegas Boulevard, south end of the Strip, almost as far south as you can go. Um, registration starts at 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. And... 
it stays open till about 7.30, but we officially will start at 6.30. Um, I will get up there and I was working on my speech over the weekend. So it's in the Grandview Lounge at South Point. But as you can see, I say a few words to everybody before we uh, shuffle up and deal. So I thank all the sponsors. Um, and sorry, Pete, but the 5,000 and up sponsors get nice little plaques for me every year. So I hand out sponsors, uh, plaques uh, to the 5,000 and up folks. Um, I have the co-hosts come up and help me hand those out. But it's Saturday, July 29th. Uh, registration starts at 530. Um, we officially start at 630, quarter to seven. Uh, we'll probably shuffle up and deal probably around seven. For the first hour or so, uh, folks can what we call add on and rebuy. Uh, if they want to add on to their chip stack to have a bigger stack, which it sounds like Steve's planning to do, or if you get busted out in the first hour, you can buy back in. Um, all the extra money you kick back into the event, 100% of that goes to the charities. So we encourage people to add on to their stacks and rebuy back in in the first hour if they happen to get kicked out. But it's Saturday, July 29th at South Point Hotel and Casino. Hey, there's a couple guys I know, Chris Tahaney and uh, Scott Vaughn. There's probably a lot of people there that you would know, yes. Yeah, is that is that David in the background there? I think it might be, yes. Yeah, there's yeah. Stu down to the lower left. I yeah, that, I bet you that's David because yep. if Stu's there, David wouldn't be far away. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so if you go to our website, and there's some of the Brooklyn betting folks, there's Chuck and Tim and all that, but if you go to the Brooklyn betting, or excuse me, the antiforautism.com website, you can go to the bottom and you can see all a bunch of past pictures, past events. Um, they're showing the, Chris is putting the silent auction up. We have seven great trips that we auction off every year. So we have a silent auction. Um, I've got a bunch of Ohio State gear. If you're a Buckeye fan, um, I'll be bringing that. We'll have some. Golden Knight stuff from Las Vegas there. Um, so all these, you know, various things are going to be at the silent auction. Uh, we had Serta Simmons bedding donate, you know, a, a great set of bedding. We have Temper Sealy um, donated a Stearns and Foster, a Tempur-Pedic bed. So we're going to be auctioning all that stuff off as well. So even if you're not a poker player, that's fine. Some of these folks aren't poker players. They come to just hang out, meet the celebrities, get a picture, look at the silent auction. So there's actually a lot going on at the event, not necessarily all poker. Um, there's the Duke of Fremont Street there. So he's a character that always comes and plays at the event. So and again, mm -hmm. as you can see in all these pictures, you know, all these celebrities or these local celebrities are more than happy to take pictures with everybody. Um, you know, actually Tim Dilworth, um, you know, one of our chief executives at the company, um, knows of one of the movies from Kevin Major Howard. Um, and he was at his table. I put him at his table this last year and they became friends. So you never know who you're going to meet, you know, maybe one of your best movie star buddies that you always wanted to meet. And then you get a chance to meet him there. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's great. Everybody's friendly. Everybody has fun. Um, so it's a great time. Awesome. Awesome. So Doug, there are dealers who are having some phenomenal success right now. And some of the other dealers that aren't as successful right this minute are having a hard time believing that there are people who are substantially up this year. And for your guys that are up, what are they doing 
differently than the guys that are down in terms of the actual um, execution of their business. I, I think you said it very clearly. The guys that are up are advertising as much as they ever have or more, and they're advertising in a hybrid way. So they're using a mix of traditional and social media um, to get their message out there. Um, what else do our dealers need to be focusing on? Things that they actually control, not like merchandise that they buy, but like things that they do, outreach into the community. What are you seeing that's working out there? Well, I, I do see it. And, and I'll use, I guess, Kokonis Furniture just as an example. So they, they have a Kokonis Foundation that they, they've set up. So you know, they do some autism things, but they also get involved in breast cancer. They get involved in other things that's going on that are going on in the community. Um, there's a 5K race that they sponsor. There's other things that they do that really doesn't cost a lot of money, but yet the word gets out. You know, the radio stations, the TV stations pick up on this. And, you know, it's sponsored by, you know, Kokonis Furniture or, you know, whoever the retailer is locally. And you get tremendous exposure to all those consumers that care about whatever that cause is. And as much as you may have your favorite cause, like I do with mine, you know, they also spread their wings and they go out further. You know, everybody gets touched by cancer in some form. So, you know, the cancer community, I guess I'll call it, you know, that's a good outreach area. Find out locally what's going on, how you can help um, and do that. Um, you know, just taking a step back, in terms of advertising, I, I think it's twofold. One, I think you need to stay aggressive. And in my mind, that means, you know, spreading the well. I mean, TV, I think, is as important as anything anymore. Um, direct mail is important. You know, newspaper, you know, some towns don't even have newspapers anymore. So roll that newspaper budget that you had into digital media. If you don't know what to do in digital media, find somebody that does. Find a local, you know, marketing company, advertising agency that can help you and interview four or five of them and get great ideas that they should all be throwing to you and take advantage of those ideas and then pick one or just do it on your own, maybe even hire a social media person. Um, and I know that, you know, you may not want to add, you know, fixed expense to your, you know, book, but, you know, social media and Facebook, you know, is an example. And, you know, Facebook, as much as you love them or hate them, People look to them, you know, and they follow people on Facebook and they look yep. up the, I mean, they see things on Facebook. So, you know, people are still on Facebook. So if you can get an ad on Facebook, that's going to hit them or touch that consumer you want to touch. That's a way to do it. And if you don't know how to do that, get with a marketing company, get with an ad agency that can do that for you. So to me, it's accelerate into the social media digital world and the stuff that's working, whether it's Going to your private list, direct mail or TV, I think right now in my mind, I see dealers that have results from those areas, digital, TV, and direct mail. So here's a funny, fun fact about advertising. The biggest buyer, consumer of direct mail is none other than Google. Isn't that hilarious? I didn't it's know been that. that way so. for years. It's been consistent for years. Google it. You'll find out. <laughs> Google, I'll find Google. Pardon okay. the pun. 
Google, Google uh, about direct mail. They are the largest purchaser of direct mail. So here's my, my question to you as a store owner. What does Google know that you don't know? (laughs) And here's one of the most interesting things about direct mail. Years and years ago, Doug, there were companies like Advo, right? And they, they, they had the whole thing kind of down. They had a recipe, but things have changed. You know, right now you can actually pick a mail route. You can go to the post office. And you can pick the mail routes that you delivered. That's just using the post office without a fancy digital company. You can actually pick the mail routes that you want. So obviously, if you're a higher end uh, furniture retailer, you're not going to want to pick mail routes with a lot of apartments unless they're really high end apartments but you're going to want to be in some affluent neighborhoods. So nothing beats taking a drive and checking out some of these mail routes that you can buy so you can be surgical with direct mail. It doesn't have to be this big blanket of, you know, I have to buy this huge amount. It can be pinpoint. The funniest story, Doug, uh, Dan Cricks, who is an, an absolute phenomenal marketing guru, started off in the automobile repair business. And he started to learn direct response, copywriting and marketing. And he didn't have enough money to do a campaign the way he wanted to do it. He could only afford to send out like five to 10 pieces a day. And then he had to get the response from those pieces to be able to buy more. And at one point, he started doing so good that he started doing 20 a day. And he found out that that was too much because it was the right ad in the right neighborhoods for his store. And so all of this, don't poo-poo direct mail. Google knows something we don't know, but be surgical. Don't be blanket bombing everybody and then wondering what happened. One of the funniest stories that I've ever heard in marketing, Dan Kennedy had an absolute bomb of a campaign and it was a carpet cleaning guy. And uh, the carpet cleaning guy said, you know, your, your advertising stinks, blah, blah, blah. And probably use some other salty language, but so Dan was so upset by it, he, he walked the routes and he found out that he wasn't even direct mailing to um, homeowners. He was direct mailing to renters. And wow. Renters aren't going to invest in carpet cleaning, right? Yep. Unless they're moving out. Yep. So think, 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 and think some more. And I know um, that. You know, we, in general, we get all excited about products and products are important, but I would encourage everybody that owns a store to think more about advertising. It's hard to find the time between all the things that you have to do in a day. And I I get that. Um, When I go to your stores, I see what you guys are going through, 
half the time you're not there, you're on the delivery truck because the delivery guy quit. I, I, I understand that we live in a crazy new world right now, but you've got to find the time to spend some time on your marketing to really start to think it through. And, you know, I'm going to say this, Doug, and listen, just jump in if you think I'm, I'm wrong on this. Because I, I have no ego when it comes to sharing industry stuff. I think that the most dramatic increases in business that I've ever seen and transformational business success comes from sharing ideas with other retailers who aren't in your geography. And you guys just batting that ball back and forth to each other. And hey, man, what do you do? Hey, what do you do? And, you know, what are you having? You guys are all having the same problems. And there are a lot of solutions there. And I could tell you one success story after the other. And most of the time, it's because two retailers got together and had a cup of coffee and talked and just put their guards down and just talked and, and started to, um, to, to mastermind together. And, and the very best retailers do that. You know, I'll, I'll never forget this as long as I live. Um, could have been 15 years ago, Doug. It might have been 20. I was, I was with a company called, uh, World Imports and Big Sandies. Uh, and the buyer for Big Sandies was, uh, um, Dan Evans and the owner and buyer for Furniture Fair was Bill Daniels. And they're in the same showroom and they said, and they're giving each other ideas on lines that they've seen and they are actually, actually given good advice to the other one about lines to see, lines not to see and market. And I thought to myself, that's odd because I knew that in a few years, these guys are going to start to collide and, and they have and they do now. But I was amazed and it really opened my eyes, Doug, and it made me think, I know one thing. I know Dan and I know Bill. I know they're both smarter than me. Yep, yep. And why, why are they sharing this information? And I came up with this. They actually both wanted to help the other one win and they expected the other one to help them when they needed it. And I think we need more of that in our industry. Well, what, what I, I, I think, and actually Steve's putting it up. He, he has the, you know, industry get together in Las Vegas uh, for the folks that can spare time to do that. And, I, and I've been there and Brooklyn Betting is sponsoring that dinner t this year. But uh, I would go to buying groups, um, folks that belong to buying groups. When I go to those buying group meetings, um, one of the best sessions I ever hear from the members, whether it's nationwide or FMG or Furniture First, um, which I happen to be wearing their shirt today, by the way, because they're a sponsor. But um, what I hear from the members is the best sessions are the idea sharing sessions. So yeah. I, I totally agree. And I'll, I'll give you another example. I, I took two dealers in independent you know, geographic areas to dinner one time in Vegas and very similar in their makeup. And they got talking to each other and they both ended up the one that wasn't in a buying group joined the other guy's buying group because of the conversation uh, specifically about best idea sharing because they were sharing that night. And he said, 
that's what we do in our buying group. So, you know, whether it's a buying group, whether it's getting together, you know, at Steve's dinner in Vegas uh, or whatever it is at market, you know, if I have two at the same time and they're different areas, I'll introduce each other. You know, if I have two guys that show up at the same time, I want everybody to know everybody else so they can get to know their business. I just saw a guy in Western Pennsylvania who met a guy in Cleveland in our space last year, and he's going to drive over and see him in a few weeks, I think, and talk to him. You know, they're not direct competitors, but they have great ideas, different types of businesses a little bit, but they both sell mattresses. So I agree 100%. Absolutely. Sharing ideas. And that's where you pick up, you know, how much are you spending in the digital world? How much are you spending on TV? Um, and again, each market's a little bit different. So absolutely. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that fascinated me was at the last uh, high point market, um, one of my dealers, uh, Scott Vaughn, Happy Z's, um, visited Greg Law, and I forget Greg. I apologize. I forget your store's name in South Carolina. And they had breakfast together. They talked, and and they have like their own mastermind. And they're sharing ideas and they do things differently, but they're helping each other be better. And that is huge. And no one knows what you're going through except another retailer. Unless now guys like you and me, we're, we go deep into all of our accounts as deep as they'll allow us to and help them with whatever ideas. Uh, so we're kind of the exception, but. I love to see you guys out there sharing ideas. Um, where now let's give a little bit of a plug for the, uh, for the group, uh, meeting on Monday. So on Monday, it's Monday night, right? I think it's, is it Monday or Sunday? Steve, can you chime in on that? I, I can't remember. Steve, save us. I think it's Monday night. And where is it again? Is it the same place it was last year? It's typically downtown Vegas at the... Um, uh, Steve's going to hate us for not knowing. Is it I at the Cirque? Is. I think it is at the Cirque. It was at that burger place at the Cirque. Yeah, Monday, Monday at 6.30. And where? Come on, Steve, save us. There's a good 30 second delay on this stuff. So he's not going to save us like immediately, no matter how fast he tried. Victory Burger. That, that, that was where it was. And actually, it's great food. Victory Burger inside Circa. Same place as last year, guys. So Monday at 6 30. Uh, if you're in the Mattress Industry Network group, Love to see you guys. Uh, and, and that's essentially one of the great meetups where you can meet somebody new that's not in your geography and start sharing ideas about your business. Doug, we are, we've got like seven minutes left and I want you to just talk about Anything that you want to talk about, anything that we haven't covered about the autism event that people should know. And, um, well, let me talk about charities just for a quick second. So what we do, 
the money that we raise, we split it five ways in five different charity little silos. So the charities this year, um, Autism Speaks is the biggest, they're probably the biggest in the world in terms of advocacy, um, providing, you know, links to services. They have autism sort of centers um, across the country that people can get information about who service providers are. Um, they do some direct services, but they're really a conduit to connect people to who they need to connect to. So Autism Speaks is our, our first charity. Uh, we do them every year because we think they're important enough to do that every year. Uh, we do the National Autism Association in Southeast Ohio. Um, they're a great group because what they do are everything from local grants to parents that need to go to a seminar, um, you know, just to learn about, say, hyperbaric oxygen chambers. Would that help my son? Or speech therapy, who's a good speech therapist to go talk to? So they do great work in Southeast Ohio. They get down into West Virginia. So kind of the Appalachia area as well. But they will actually do grants for anybody in the country that actually needs help. So they provide funding for that. Uh, the, Reach, the Rich Center for Autism at Youngstown State University. Um, our good friend, and, and Pete probably knows him pretty well, but Jim Tressel used to be the um, president there, the former football coach at Ohio State and Youngstown State. Um, but he, um, he's been great to support the center there. So we've supported them a couple of times. Um, I know their director, Greg, really well. Um, they do fantastic work. Um, they have a lot of young kids, but actually they've gone up higher in the ranks. Um, so they actually have kids up to adult age now, and they do great work to help them, again, with whatever services they need. Um, so the third charity, um, UNLV in Las Vegas, they have a, a, a program at the university called Project Focus for Adults on the Spectrum. Um, that's a great program. Um, when we sponsored them before, about three or four years ago, they actually had some adults with autism come to the event. Um, I'm hoping they come back this year, but they help those folks uh, really in life skills, uh, whatever they individually need to help develop you know, their potential. Um, the last charity that we're doing actually is a hyperbaric um, chamber association. Um, what they do, and actually my son went through this, um, oxygen chambers. And you wouldn't think that that's something that you know folks on the autism spectrum would need. But quite frankly, actually, the oxygenation of the brain um, goes a long way. And I know, Pete, you're probably familiar with this with athletes. Um, some of them actually go into oxygen chambers or have a chamber at home to help their body recover faster, um, but it helps your brain recover faster or get more oxygen into your brain, into your blood circulation. So it helps your cognitive ability and it actually helped our son. So I'm a big fan of, um, again, legitimate hyper you know, barracks, um, the whole oxygen chamber thing. So they're our fifth group this year. So <clears throat> all these folks, as you can see, do different things to help everything from kids to adults, um, different therapies. Um, and again, whatever these individuals need or their families need, we want to support them. So every year we rotate in and out three different charities to keep the same, um, just because we think it's important to, to continue to support them. So charity wise, we do a wide span. We've done East Coast, West Coast, North, South. When we hear of good charities, the co-hosts and I get together, we pick them, and we just want to support them. So that's what we do. Awesome. So charities, really important. A couple other things about the event. Um, we're still open for sponsorships. Um, on the latest press release, which several are on the website, uh, we also get a great hotel rate at South Point. If you're looking for a place to stay, if you're going out there you know, just to play for the poker event, um, I stay at the South Point. It's a really nice place. It's a really big place, actually. Uh, they give you a great rate. 
Um, if you're there for the furniture market, a shuttle does not go there, just so you know. So I cab it up or Uber it up every day. Uh, but for me, that's, you know, my important thing is to stay there and go there. So, yeah, just a couple loose ends on that. So, Steve, just a reminder, here's your potential trophy you can win. <laughs> Apollo Jet Grand Champion 2023. You can look at it up close at the tournament. <laughs> We'll get you a poker chip. We'll get you an Autism Speaks pin. Um, but it, it's fun night. There'll be more celebrities I'll be announcing soon. They'll be on the website. Um, if you want to just get on our email list for press releases, just email me at the, you know, the Doug Krinsky, the anti for autism at AOL.com website or email address. Um, I'll get all of you. I'll put you on our list. Um, there's Tress right there. Why? Wow, Chris, you really dug for that one. Yeah, he did. So. So good old Tress. And again, we're probably going to sponsor them again at some point. And I think Tress actually retired this year, but um, there's the Furniture First group. Um, so we have great sponsors, great players. I would encourage everybody that's listening, come out, have fun, have a drink, donate, sponsor. Doug, thank you so much for coming in here and... Uh and talking about the autism event in Vegas, but also your advice uh, that you gave our, our retailers. I, I think it's great advice. And, um, you know, we're just, we're lucky that we have you in our industry and we're lucky uh, that we are able to come together um, despite our competitive differences and, and really just kind of pull in the same direction. Because at the end of the day, folks, everything we do, it's for our family. And uh, I think it's important that we as an industry pull each other up, help each other out, and support each other. And that means in all aspects, from ideas on how to make your business better to supporting charities together and coming together uh uh, for the, for the, for the good of others when there's no immediate payback, when it's just makes you feel good and it makes your, you feel better. Um, that's all the payback I ever need on, on anything. Doug, thank you so much for being here. You have the last word, my friend. Well, I'll say a couple things. By the way, I did buy Pete's book, um, sell a million. So, you know, one plug thank deserves you. another, but I love the book. I mean, I just hadn't taken the time to buy it. I bought it. Love it. You need to get it. You need to read it. You need to execute on it. So that's one. Number two, I went to a private event last week, talked to two other reps that are road reps like me and you, and talked to them about what we're doing. One is now coming to the event, and the other one learned that 20 years ago, when I got upset with my local school district, we created something called the John Peterson Scholarship. So the advocacy work that I did, this John Peterson Scholarship, allows any child in Ohio with any disability at all to leave their local public school district, take their money and go to another entity that it's a you know legitimate entity and get the help that child needs. So out of, you know, who knows what things happen. So whether it's, you know, I got upset, but you have to do something about it. So what I'm doing with this poker event is doing something about it. It's giving back to others that can't protect or help themselves. And this is my way and my wife's way of doing this. 
So if you can come out and help us support to create opportunities for others that wouldn't normally get it to maximize and reach the potential, that's truly what we're doing and what we want to do and what we're accomplishing and want to do more of that. So if you can come out and help that, um, we would really appreciate your support and love to see you out there. So thanks, Pete. Man, thank you, Doug. Have a great day. And thanks for, for everything you do for our, our industry. And with that, I'll see you guys very soon next week. And everybody that's going, going to Vegas, I'll see you at Vegas. And I hope that uh, you guys come and support the autism event in Vegas. Till then, sell a million. Thanks, Pete.